0: us down-to-earth tips and advice while doing our best to help you seasonally manage your garden and landscape. I'm Joanne Shaw, owner of Down-to-Earth Landscape Design, and with me is my co-host and co-author Matthew Dressing.
1: Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm Matthew Dressing, owner of Natural Affinity Garden Design. As landscape designers and gardeners, we believe it's important and possible to have great gardens, which are sustainable and low-maintenance, and we want to help you make it happen.
0: That's right. And today we are talking with Susan Poisner about her book, How to Grow Fruit Trees Fast, A Beginner's Guide. So a little bit about Susan. So Susan is an urban orchrist, orchardist, and the creator of the fruit tree care training website, OrchardPeople.com, and the author of the fruit tree care book, Growing Urban Orchards. She has trained thousands of new growers worldwide in her in-person workshops and online courses. Susan is an ISA certified arborist and an instructor of fruit production at Niagara College in Ontario. She lives in Toronto, Canada. Welcome, Susan.
1: Hi, thanks for having me welcome to the show Susan so we're very excited about your brand new book growing fruit trees fast um, and in your book you talk about planting your trees and what is the fastest way uh, to grow those brand new trees and I think you mentioned bare root is going to be the fastest way so can you start off uh, how do we grow bare root? What is bare root? And how do we get started our fruit trees that way?
2: Great questions, actually, because when you plant a fruit tree, everybody's We're all the same. We plant a fruit tree and we're like, okay, when do I get the harvest, right? So some people think that if they go to the garden center and they get the biggest tree they can, maybe they'll even find a tree in the garden center that has cherries on it or even apples on it already. And they'll think, well, that'll give me a head start. Actually, it's the opposite. The older and more established trees, like in their pots, take longer to establish once you plant them into the ground. So they start off big and they've got fruit on them, but then you put them into the ground and they're kind of in shock. They're taken out of these pots. They're in soil they don't recognize. And the poor things, if they have fruit on it, they're wasting a lot of energy producing fruit for you the consumer, when really they need to be investing the energy into their root systems. Their root st- systems is what will stabilize them in the soil over the years, and the root systems will bring in food for them. So what happens is if your tree is pumping out fruit right away, if it's in this, this foreign environment, you know, potted tree, then put into this foreign environment, you get a stressed out tree, that is more vulnerable to pests and diseases. You get a little bit of a harvest that year, and then you get a tree that's in total shock for the years to follow. The opposite can happen if you decide to go for a younger tree. And younger fruit trees are available at specialist fruit tree nurseries. So specialist fruit tree nurseries, they grow all different varieties, ones that you cannot get into the supermarket either, varieties that are easier to grow, that are more disease resistant, that are super productive and delicious, but not the ones you get from the supermarket. So when you order from um, a specialist fruit tree nursery, what they do is they sell you your tree bare root. It's not in a pot. It's actually a tree. A stick, maybe it has some branches on it, with roots. But the time of year they send it to you, that tree is dormant. So there's no soil on its roots, nothing. You get this little naked tree. (laughs) And the thing is, so they can only send that out either in the fall, like around now, or they can send it out in the early spring. When you get it, you got to plant it right away. Otherwise, it will die. So that's what bare root trees are.
1: Okay, and is there, so as we're going to plant them right away, is there anything that we need to do to prepare the bare root tree before we put it in the ground, or can we just dig our hole and shove it in and we're good?
2: Okay, so good question. The first thing you're going to do is make sure that until the, the the time you are planting your tree, put your tree in, this bare root tree, in a cool place in the house. So don't okay. put it beside the radiator. <laughs> Right? Yeah. you can going find or in the cool, garage. Don't leave or, it in the
0: garage, right?
2: Well, if the garage is cold, you can. Okay.
0: okay.
2: Right. But don't, you want to put it somewhere cool and dark. So don't put it out in the full sun because all those things can trick the tree into thinking, oh, I should open my buds now. You know, oh, you know, I should be uh, uh, active and alive and growing, whatever, where okay. it's dormant, it's sleeping, right? So you the first thing you do is you have to store it properly until planting time. So you may decide to plant that very day you get the tree but you can keep it in a dark damp, dark uh, cool place for a day or two until okay. you're ready to plant. Then when it come, comes time to plant it, you'll take out the tree, you'll unwrap its little roots are going to be wrapped up in uh, a plastic plastic and then inside the plastic will be damp mulch to keep those roots hydrated. But one thing you can do, you don't have to, but a good thing to do is to take a bucket of water and just for 15 minutes or half an hour, put those roots in the bucket of water just for a very short time, not more than that, because then the roots will rot. Even just 15 minutes, they allow the tree to replenish itself with the moisture because now
1: it is soon going to go into its new location. Okay, wonderful. And then is there anything, do we plant it any differently? We've hydrated it. Are we digging an extra deep hole or is... How, or, a hole or a smaller hole because a smaller hole? root hole. Right.
2: Interesting that, Joanne, that you said smaller because when you look at this bare root tree, your little baby that you now got, yeah. if you take those roots and you stretch them out in all different directions you know that the size of the hole has to accommodate those roots without them twisting around in a circle. Uh. So actually, your hole may be bigger than it would be for a pot because the pot forces those roots to be confined into a certain area, which is also not good for the tree. Mm-hmm. So bare root, you you dig a hole that will accommodate those big, beautiful roots, hopefully, if it's a nice, healthy tree, spread out those roots in all directions and make sure that they do not uh, you know, twist around each other. The next thing you keep in mind is every fruit tree will have a graft union. And mm-hmm. that's where the roots part of the tree, which was one tree, was grafted together with the top part of the tree, which is the fruiting part of the tree, which will be your trunk in the branches. So the graft union will look like a bit of a bump mm-hmm. on the tree. That bump has to be above the soil line. It must be above right. the soil line. So one of the things people do is they take a stick or a rake, and once they dig their nice big hole that will accommodate the roots, and maybe it's also a foot down, and it's ex- you know extends as big as the roots mm-hmm. do, plus plus a little bit. Um, hold the tree so that that graft union is above the soil that the soil level or where the soil mm-hmm. will be when it's backfilled, and then have a friend do the backfilling to to okay. cover the roots. The roots are covered but that graft union is not covered. And here is why. If you bury the graft union, there is a chance that the top part of the tree will root, will create its own roots. Oh. And so you lose the benefits of the root system. That root system provides a lot of benefits. It might be that it makes your tree smaller than it would ordinarily be. Ordinarily be, it might be it gives disease resistance. There's lots of benefits rootstocks offer, and if you bury that graft union, you lose all of that good all stuff.
0: Okay. All right. Now, do you recommend? Should we be using like a mycorrhizal um, treatment to the soil or to the roots or a fertilizer or just good plain soil? And
2: So I don't use mycorrhizae myself. I know lots of people who do. I don't. Here's what I do. I say to myself, this tree has to get used to the soil that it's in. Hmm. So I do not dig a hole and then bring in better soil to put in the hole we have quite in where our community orchard is the soil is very dense it's sort of clay and so that if i did that it would be like growing a fruit tree in a pot because i would bring in all this nice soil and as soon as it encounters the clay it would be like what the heck is this i'm not growing there i'll just grow (laughs) in circles around and around in this nice comfy cozy soil that i've got so when you dig your hole take that native soil you can add a little bit of you know, triple mix to it just a bit, mm-hmm. but not too much because we want that fruit tree to adapt to the very soil that it's in. Okay. So that's the best way to do it. That's why when I wrote my book, Grow Fruit Trees Fast, I explained that these bare root fruit trees, they will grow faster. They will be healthier And they will produce more than a potted tree because of this, because the potted trees are going to be fighting the whole time. Why is this soil so terrible compared to my pot potting soil? Whereas the bare root tree is a real scrapper and it's going to be like, this is my soil. This is where I live. I can do well here and I'll just grow really fast.
0: Yeah. And it just runs with it.
2: It runs with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you skip that like interfacing between the old and the new soil.
2: Right? Yes.
1: Um, oh,
2: go ahead. I was also gonna say that when you plant a bare root tree, usually they're whips. They're that they're called whips. It's a one-year-old tree. The next advantage you have is you can do the whip cut on it, which is your very first pruning cut. Oh. So you plant this little tree. These bare root trees, you want them is pretty small. They're gonna be pretty small. It might be, it could be five feet tall, but it could have actually no side branches at all one little stick and that's desirable believe it or not you want that because (laughs) once you plant it you take your hand pruners and you make a with sterilize them nice clean cut and you can cut off the top third of the tree especially if there's no side branches you even remove the side branches if you have to so what that does on this young whip this thin young branch It activates the buds below the cut, and they all say, hey, let's grow, guys. With the limited energy in my root system, I can push it out to fewer buds. Each bud has a longer and stronger shoot, and that's when you start shaping and and sculpting your tree into the strong fruit-bearing structure that it will be. Um, So that kind of whip cut spurs growth, and that makes it grow quicker. In comparison, if you had that older potted tree where the branches are already firmed up, you can't do a whip cut. It would stress out the tree. Okay. You have right. to work with the branches you have, which may not be and probably is not your ideal structure. And so you're slow. You're slow. You don't have the benefits of the whip cut.
1: Interesting. Okay. Very interesting. And if... Maybe I'm going off topic, but if we do our whip cut and we have those new branches coming out, is it something that we have to prune regularly after that? Or is there a time where we can set up those as main branches and then prune? So right away you do, on planting
2: day, you do the whip cut. And every year after that you will be pruning your fruit tree correctly. So in my book, Growing Urban Orchards, there is a whole chapter on pruning a young tree, which will talk you through what cuts to make in year two and year three, and what Mm. the shape of the tree is supposed to be. But just take for granted that you will now be pruning your tree. And it's, it's, it's a joyful thing. Everybody loves pruning mm-hmm. that once they learn how to do it. Right. It's joyful. It's interactive. And the benefits that you see are amazing. But every year, just know that depending on either the early spring or the early summer, you will be pruning your tree to, to shape it. To make sure that it is the ideal fruit-bearing structure so that all the fruit will ripen properly, so it will support a heavy harvest. There's lots of good reasons for pruning. And yes, just know you will be pruning every year.
0: Okay. Always in the spring?
2: Well, that's a great question. <laughs> if you want your fruit tree to grow fast, it's a little tree you want it to grow up fast, you prune it in the early spring and dormancy is the great time. Just like, you know, right before it's, you know, uh, it's spring is only just going to begin very soon after. Mm -hmm. If you've got a big old tree, like a big old apple tree or a big cherry tree, that's just growing too fast and it's getting too tall. You prune that in the summer. So let's say early summer. Okay. So there's a reason for this and it all goes down to science, but basically Like I described to you before, when you plant that whip, let's say it has 10 buds on it and you're cutting off the top three buds. That whip, that little fruit tree in its roots has, let's say 10 units of energy. So the roots hold the energy like a little pantry. And so if there's 10 buds, each bud gets one tenth of the energy. Mm -hmm. But if there's seven buds, if you've cut off the top, then each each bud will get a bigger share of the energy. Oh, it can okay. grow longer. It can be stronger. Mm. So that's why spring pruning is so amazing for spurring tree growth. Makes the tree grow faster. Summer pruning is the opposite because what you're doing is, if it's a big old big big old cherry tree, so the spring has come. It's got to use that energy in its root system to open the buds to form shoots, to form flowers, even to start forming the fruit. It has run a marathon. Then you go and prune it. It Mm. doesn't really have any energy left in its root system to really start pushing a lot of branches out, right? That's going to slow it down. It will, it will, it's currently at that point creating its own energy from the leaves through photosynthesis, but even so, you do not get that bounce back of growth that you would get when you do um, spring pruning, winter, late winter, early spring pruning.
0: Okay. Okay. Awesome. Now, I just want to step back a bit um, to let our listeners know about ordering the bare root trees, and which is why it's kind of a timely topic to talk about now, uh, you know, it seems that now they can you can go online if it's something you're considering doing in the spring or you want to purchase next gardening season a fruit tree now is the best time to contact these mail order nurseries right and they will ship you uh they know the time so I think people would think why would I order it now I'll wait until spring and then that's too late right so it's too
2: late Yes, by the spring what happens with these specialist fruit tree nurseries they sell out very quickly Mm. Because they're not just selling Honeycrisp apples, which, by the way, are the hardest amongst the hardest apples to grow, right? All those commercial varieties are the hardest uh, fruits to grow. You want to get these easier to grow varieties that, you know, you don't get in the supermarket. They sell out quickly, though, because everybody else wants the same thing. Mm -hmm. So what I do is at this time of year or even earlier, but definitely by November, I go to the fruit tree nurseries and start perusing the catalogs and order my tree for delivery in the spring. And my book, Grow Fruit Trees Fast, will teach people what are the steps they need to go through while choosing a tree because they could be very overwhelmed. Oh, my gosh, all these trees look good. Mm -hmm. But not all of them will do well in your unique conditions. So in the book, I go through the steps you need to learn about a little bit about pollination and how that works, about mm-hmm. disease resistance and what that's all about, the, about you know what you're going to harvest times and what you're going to do with the fruit. There's a few things you need to do, um, but the winter is a wonderful time as well. And again, that's why grow fruit trees fast is a good a little read. It takes an hour to read, yeah. Um, but just to start thinking about what's going to be involved in caring for that fruit tree? Because fruit trees are not no maintenance. Right. And they might not even be low maintenance. They are not high maintenance, but what you have to do, you have to do. Otherwise you won't have healthy and productive fruit trees. You'll have fruit trees that'll be okay for a few years, and then they're going to start mysteriously suffering from a lot of problems. And those problems will come from, it's it's neglect because fruit trees are fussy and they need loving right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah It's and a, a lot specialty. of people don't
0: know right yeah. and it's a specialty I want to say product like it's a, it's it a special it, you know it is a specialty um you know it's different than you know growing you know peppers and tomatoes. It, yes. you know, and that, you know, th- there are special, re- you know, special things to do f- to be successful there as well. But definitely, that's something to to consider. And I think that's the one thing I want to stress is now is the best time to do your research. The nurses will ship them out when it's time to ship them out, they'll, they'll look at your climate and your location, and they know when to ship um, you know, they don't want things freezing in transit either. Right. And so I think it it helps you, um, you know, what you're getting, you you know, you're going to get it at the best time. And then, and I definitely highly recommend the book because you are very clear. It, like you said, it's a short little book, but it's so clear and, and explaining what you need to do and what you don't need to do um, to get started. So I think it's, it's a, it's a great resource for the beginners, but also somebody else who maybe you maybe already have a couple of fruit trees. And now you're just from the garden center. And now you're just learning about, oh, if I get another one, I'm going to get it, you know, from uh, right from the grower.
2: I also think it's a success if people are thinking, well, I want to I want to plant a fruit tree. But let's okay. say they get the book first and they read the book and they think, Yeah. Maybe I don't want to get a fruit tree because there is some (laughs) stuff involved. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's also a success. One less struggling fruit tree out there in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. Think about it. It's like adopting a baby. You got to know what you're getting into. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It can be a beautiful experience if you're up for it. Um, But if you're not, the baby will suffer and you'll suffer. So let's get people matched up with fruit trees in a successful situation and, and so, like I say, if people buy grow fruit trees fast and they read it from cover to cover and it takes like an hour, which is nothing, and then they can decide, do I want to go ahead or not? It is mm-hmm. not rocket science and it is not a full-time job, but what you have to do, you have to do to keep it healthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Um, and on that note of healthy, okay, let's talk a little bit about, you know, because traditionally, if anybody who's been around, anybody who's grown fruit trees, you know that because of insects and diseases that there's sprays and all these things we need to do to it. So let's say we've, you know, and you do talk about that in the book, but let's just recap that a little bit here on the show. Is it, um, are there a lot of chemicals involved? You know, are there, and I'm, I'm sure there's organic methods as well, right? Obviously it's something we're eating. Um, can you, you know, speak to that a little
2: Okay, here's what I found, and I've been growing fruit trees for, I guess, 15 years now. I don't know where the time went, <laughs> but uh, it's kind of scary. Um, you, if you choose the right tree, if you plant it and make sure it's well irrigated, because fruit trees can only take in their nutrition in liquid form. So a dehydrated tree is a nutritionally deficient tree. Okay. Nutritionally deficient trees will just be unhealthy. They will get every disease. It's just not. It's a problem. But I have found that just by spreading out good quality compost around the root system in the early spring, before that marathon of flowering and producing fruit and whatever, just that alone, two inches of compost around the root system up until the edge of the canopy. So not just like two inches from the trunk. You're going all the way out to the edge of the canopy, which is where the feeder roots are. If you can remove the grass that would be great, then there's no competition. Mm -hmm. Um, But that goes a long way to feeding your trees every year. After that, the only reason I would really use specific fertilizers is if I've done a soil test, and I realize that my soil is deficient in something. Okay, so, you know, and if you I I would recommend if it's not expensive, if people want to get a little soil test before they plant their fruit tree, nothing wrong with that. That's a great thing to do. Hopefully your backyard is healthy. It's got good soil in it. And you know, Oh, that's all you're going to need to do. But after that, you can take it the next step. If you really want a healthy tree. So let's go back to our metaphor with a baby. You've adopted a baby and maybe you want to send it to a Specific school to be bilingual or something. You want it to be like a super baby, a super child, (laughs) right? And you want it to be super healthy. So you sign it up for all sorts of like gym classes and Mm -hmm. baby gym and all that stuff. Okay. You can do that for fruit trees by offering fruit trees really easy to make customized sprays out of stuff that you have in the kitchen. So essentially, you'll be just spritzing on once a week. Uh, once every 10 days, maybe rainwater is best if you can, if you have, if you collect rainwater, but, uh, water mixed with a little bit of, for instance, molasses, or there's a lot of different things you can put in a little yogurt, a little whole milk. There's all sorts of things you can put in to make a holistic spray that the main goal of it is to help your little tree photosynthesize better, to help it produce more energy through its leaves because you spray the leaves and those leaves take in the yummy sweet nutrients and it makes them greener and they can collect more sunshine. And the more sunshine they collect, the more they release those sweet nutrients into the soil, because fruit trees are a little messy. They release nutrients into the soil as well as taking it in. And the nutrients in the soil feed soil organisms Which then feed the fruit trees and it creates a very wonderful beneficial loop. So essentially, these wonderful, easy to use sprays will help in so many ways. If you do it properly, you only have to do it for a year or two. And then after that, the tree will take care of itself. But if you can do it when the tree is young, that is amazing. Essentially, you're trying to tell the microbes in the soil, those beneficial microbes, hang around this tree. It will give you sweet treats. So the microbes will hang around that tree, they will die, they will poop, they will produce nutrients and and process nutrients in the soil that the tree can then take up. So it's a win-win for everybody. The tree wins, the microbes win, everybody, and you win because you get a healthier tree and better quality harvest. Okay.
1: That's amazing. That's awesome. I think a lot of people don't think of doing just those holistic or even just like a foliar spray um to feed the tree with such great benefits
2: yes it is amazing so simple and i had heard about holistic sprays for years and i was like totally intimidated it was this mixture and stuff and this and that and i thought well but once i understood how it worked and what it was for i was like oh gosh this makes sense Mm -hmm. and i think in all my books and all the online courses that i offer That's what I offer that's a little different from the books out there. I tell you why you want to do these things. I don't just tell you to do them Mm -hmm. because I do nothing just because people tell me to do it. I don't just say, oh, sure, I'll spray my trees with molasses. Sure, why not? Why? Why should I? But you tell me that that's going to help me attract little microbes that are really beneficial and will give my tree lots of lovin. Oh, sure. I like microbes that'll give my tree lovin. I'll go for that.
1: Yeah, you can understand the why and the results and see the yeah. whole picture versus just a trend of just spray it, spray it with this, take this. Yes. Yeah. Why? Yes. Well, I'll just do it.
2: Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said yeah. so, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, exact,
1: because I said so. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, my goodness. Now, where can our listeners buy the book?
2: Okay. So, Grow Fruit Trees Fast is available. In your local Amazon store. So probably amazon.ca if you are in Canada, Um, there is an ebook version, it is very readable. So just the ebook you could get it's I don't know, $5 or something, or you can uh, buy the actual book if you think that you're going to be referring to it over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's available from Amazon. And I hope that your listeners will enjoy it and benefit from it. And start wonderful new partnerships with their lovely fruit trees, whether they're in the ground already or new ones to come.
1: That's right. Definitely. Well, I know I have enjoyed uh, reading your new book, Grow Fruit Trees Fast. I've learned a bunch myself. I know, I'm sure, Joanne, you've enjoyed it as well. Um, So we highly recommend our listeners to uh, go out and pick that up. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that brings us to the end of another wonderful episode. So thank you so much, Susan, for uh, joining us and letting our listeners know how they can grow fruit trees fast and how they can better take care of their fruit trees. And uh, really that there is, there is some work, but uh, it's a very rewarding work. And it's maybe Mm -hmm. simpler than everybody kind of initially thinks that it is. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And your subtitle is a beginner's guide. And I think that's really what you've yes. done because I've never done it. And I, and I, but I get questions a lot as a landscape designer about trees. So I feel like I feel much more knowledgeable and, uh, and yeah, I think it's great. And we'll have, of course, in our show notes, we will have a link to, to the book as well as your previous book um, and your online courses. So I do actually also recommend Orchard People. Everybody check out orchardpeople.com and I just love your passion for fruit trees Susan.
2: Oh thank you so much Joanne. Thank you Matt. It's
1: always fun to chat with you guys. Yes we always love chatting with you as well and we're so grateful and uh, appreciative and excited that you were able to join us for this special episode. So thank you everyone for joining us here on this episode of Down the Garden Path. I'm Matthew Dressing here with my My co-host and co-author Joanne Shaw. Joanne and I enjoy hosting Down the Garden Path, bringing you interesting and relevant topics to help you achieve a great garden. We've learned right along with you from our research and from the wonderful guests like today's guests, Susan Poisner, who join us here on the show.
0: That's right. Uh, And don't forget, you can spend more time with us Down the Garden Path. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, at Down the Garden Path Podcast. You can also find us on your favorite podcast provider. And while you're there, please hit that subscribe button to be notified of new content. And please don't forget to like and share and leave us a comment. We love listening uh, li- listening to our listeners, I guess. Um, you can always write us at uh, Down the Garden Path Podcast at hotmail.com um, or via our websites. You can find me at downtoearth.ca with the number two and Matt at naturalaffinity.ca. So thank you again, everyone, for joining us down the garden path.